Welcome back to Farmer's Jam Radio, everybody. I'm your host, James Carr. So grateful that you're here to join us on a special edition of Farmer's Jam Radio. We are actually joined in studio by our producer, Cam Christian, who stops by to chat about his amazing new album, Palmetto, as well as his organization, Plantlanta, which connects young people to agriculture. Before we get into the interview, we're going to play Cam's hit single, Oh Carolina, off of the new album, Palmetto, which you can stream in full anywhere you get your music. We'll be back with the full interview from Cam after this music break. Enjoy the song. We'll catch you on the other side. Here it is, Oh Carolina by Cam Christian.
down to my feet Drinking whiskey knee And them girls be sweeter than sweet, see Hey, ain't no dog around here got no leash Shouldn't get gone out of reach Ain't no signal, ain't no need I'm so oily Boy, I'm shining, iced out rolling Hey, brand new rollers Ain't gon' stop till I meet my quota Johnny May made me scrape my plate She don't like leftovers Where I'm from, only got respect Ain't got no trophies Hamlin County, Greenville, Two Notch Road Shit don't ever change Carolina Oh Carolina That's just my hometown Shit don't ever change And that was Oh Carolina by Cam Christian the multi-talented artist who we are super grateful is also the producer of Farmer's Jam Radio. Grateful to have Cam live here in the studio today. Cam Christian, what is up? What is up, man? Hello to everybody out there. What is up to you, James? Thank you for having me. The place looks amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, this is the benefit of doing an audio show. Y'all don't know how badly Cam just roasted me. Uh, yep, yes. it is looking good in here. Um, okay, yep. I feel you. I'm, I'm receiving sorry, the feedback. Man, it's all good. <laughs> so we we met uh, due to our good friend Kiana. Back in the day, I think we met on the the Metro Atlanta Urban Farm. Shout out to Bobby Wilson. Um, Kiana connected us because we were both, you know, doing things with food and music. And um, we wanted to just chat a little bit about that today, Cam's history, how how we kind of met and have since been uh, collaborators. And I was thinking about this recently because I was interviewed for an article you were just featured in in the Daily Gamecock. And I was asked, you know, when did you, when did you meet and how often you've been working together? And I was like, you know, to be honest, I think we've been working together since like the day after we met. Hey. <laughs> Cause it was like yeah, yeah. that quick. As soon as I knew what Plant Lana was about, as soon as you knew what Farmer's Jam was about, it was like, okay, so, so we need to make this happen. So, uh, for listeners of Farmer's Jam, they're obviously familiar with what we're doing. So can you let the people know about Plant Lana and, you know, just kind of how, like the background and why you founded the organization? Well, Plant Lana, well, as you guys know, I'm a, I'm a music artist, but overall I'm a creative. So I just like to create things. Um, but being raised the way I was raised, my grandfather on my mom's side um, was a rice farmer in the Philippines, and he just always instilled these, these you know, this this lifestyle, this ag lifestyle in me. So it was always second nature to me. But, you know, as I went to school and became older, like, I wasn't really giving to that side of me. 
Um, so as it was just a coming of age thing, truthfully, um, I just wanted to give back, but bring what I feel my strength was, was like entertainment and music and just pop culture in general. Um, so just bridging those things together um, and just trying to build a platform that would, um, you know, it'd be something that kids and the youth could enjoy, but at the same time, like, can can learn them a little song. I so, hope that answers your question. Well, it, yes, it, it definitely covers the spirit of Plantlanta, mm-hmm. but on a on more of a, you know, on a, I guess on a practical basis, like, as you were discovering and getting back in touch with your agricultural roots, you were also then creating cre- fun and interesting and engaging ways for other people to do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was sort of a, um, how I actually started was in 2018, um, me and my brother was riding um, home from D.C. We had went to this festival um, and... We just were so inspired by that. And we was like, yo, we got to do something like that in Atlanta. Like, it's all cool that, you know, they're doing that work in D.C. Um, but I don't see, like, that kind of work being done where I live. Um, and then at that at, at point in time, like, I had already coached middle school. Like, I was a volunteer basketball coach for middle school for a few years. Um, and I was already finding ways to give back, but never, like, um, with me having like full creativity over like, you know, bringing my personality to it. So came back, um, looked up the name, like try to first try to discover what the name would be. So he was like, you know, it's just that whole little brainstorm, like plants, farming, uh, kids. Like how do I mold a word to make that sound? Cause we like plant Lana. Um, came before even google and we googled it and then we saw that trees atlanta had already had an event um but like as an organization i feel like we could take that essence and and you know extend the impact that they're already making um so that's how that came about technically (laughs) yes and uh that has bloomed into something really magnificent which i got to be a part of as well last year Plantlanta State University, which was a full day school takeover, engaging hundreds of kids in you know exactly this vision and this spirit with Plantlanta. Um, what was what was the um, if I remember correctly, there was a fairly serendipitous way that that came about as well. In terms of one, you met one person and another person, and then this idea of a full day school takeover happened. Do you remember how how that came to be? Well, it actually started when um, so Plantland State University. The idea was always an idea, but I never felt like the, I guess our organization as a whole, um was I, we had to make a huge pivot i'll say um so we made a big pivot at first we started like plant lana we were known as like this volunteer organization to where we bring volunteers to the different nonprofits and different urban farms and that's just where like that was cool and all we were making an impact there but it didn't really align with why i started plant lana in the first place um if that makes any sense so as we 
started to grow as an organization and started to meet new people, make new relationships, um, build new partnerships. Um, it sort of just came to us. So we were already doing work in partnership with Georgia Tech. Um, we were like, okay, student engagement. I like that. Um, but it seemed like Georgia Tech and universities like that sort of had programs like that implemented. So then we went to elementary school, you know, school age kids. So overall, I'm like, okay, what's better, you know, trying to educate college kids? Let's start at the root, right? Let's start at elementary school and let's let's infiltrate where kids are learning these habits and eating, like where they really learn eating habits is at home, of course, but it's at school too. Like they spend the majority of their day at school. So it's like whatever they decide to be them, that's what it's going to be. That's going to be your dietary preference. There's no other options. Like this is what you're going to eat and get used to it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And then there's not a lot of school. I know where I went to school, I went to school in South Carolina. There's not a lot of schools that's teaching life skills or, you know, the kids have no idea about the ag life. So I just decided like, I'm like, like, what are we doing? Like, why has nothing been done? And I felt like as before we we could move forward with Plantlander State University, which I always thought was a cool idea, I knew we had to pivot our whole organization to be able to power that. Um, so that's when Plantlander State came into fruition. From there, I just started mapping out, like, what the day would look like, um, like, what like what schools would be deserving of something like this, what organizations would be interested in helping support something like this. Um, and it's sort of mapping it out from the front to the back before I reached out to the first person. And then from there, um, which is sending cold emails, truthfully. It started <laughs> off, yeah, it started off with sending cold emails um, and, and, and talking to people I had relationships with already. Um, so like if you... I don't think we've talked about the actual flow of it. So it's a full day takeover of um, a local school, you know, deserving of it. Most of the time they end up being in urban neighborhoods, um, urban communities, which is perfect. You know, that's aligning with us as an organization. So we're just taking over the whole school. We're replacing our cur curriculum for the day with classes like recycling and um, just seating and reusing and just everything, uh, is everything sustainable, like things that they don't get on a on a daily basis. And the kids end up loving it. The teachers love it. Um, so I don't see why, like, we shouldn't be doing it. So so from there, Plan Island State University is sort of our big pivot to where instead of doing, like, something every weekend, um, like a volunteer event or, like, supporting a local whatever, whatever, um, instead of doing that so more frequently, we just more so focused on larger um more impactful campaigns. So we'll probably end up doing like two big events every year as opposed to like 20 small events every year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, so there's a, a, I think the, you know, one of the major points that you, you were, you were filling a need and a gap in, in the mm -hmm. education service. And I remember, you know, when I was in high school, this would have been 2006 or seven, uh, was at Milton high school and they were moving <clears throat> like they moved we were moving to a new school. They were splitting it up into two different schools. And this school, like the physical building, had things like a whole home ec style kitchen. Mm. It had an auto mechanic shop. It had like a multimedia studio. 
And the point is that high schools used to teach like these really practical hands-on skills. There was a there was a giant greenhouse where you could take horticulture, mm. right? At the new school, they shifted all of it to driven to <clears throat> excuse me, standardized tests and how you're going to get into AP classes and and all about college and I think we have done that like across the country focus a lot more on testing and we've lost like you said the ability to have these practical life skills where you know learning how to cook learning how to grow your own food like <laughs> most human beings have had to learn that just period to survive mm -hmm. we've gotten to such a point where we're not even teaching it to our kids mm -hmm. and then when you have people come becoming adults like they don't know how to cook they don't know how to to grow their own food mm-hmm yeah they're already adults now I guess. well yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah there's a lot of them who are adults now and you can just see the uh you know the the disattachment from that lifestyle that you know we were made to be like basic skills have become like you know special skills now yeah <laughs> like, okay yeah no i think that's that's a that's totally accurate and i think it's also why you're seeing so much more messaging and uh branding and things of people talking about like local and organic farm stuff mm -hmm. it's because it's all we're all disconnected from it we're we are missing it like as a generation um, and I noticed also earlier you said your grandfather was more into farming because my grandfather was more into farming. My grandmother had, you know, she grew a whole bunch of strawberries in her yard always. Mm -hmm. My parents weren't as into it. Were your parents into it? Because I feel like that's oh, yeah. the generation that kind of it skipped over. That's a lot. where it was. Yeah, that's where it was ended. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. the generation that ended. The boomers was like, yeah, that was it. Like after that, it was more so it felt like a more so. Like, I'm going to provide and he just fall in line type deal, as opposed to, like, teaching us all how to provide. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's that's the generation right now. So, I mean, it's up to us, man. I see a few good things happening. But overall, with just, like, the boom of technology, man, it's going to be harder and harder. So it's going to have to work with technology at some point. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I would say is, so we're now in the process of planning the second version of the Plantland to Takeover at Oakley Elementary coming up this May. But what I was, you know, frankly blown away by was last year in May was the first iteration of Plantlanta. And in some way, it really kicked off a lot more in-depth agriculture experience and learning at the school. Because mm -hmm. now they have a gigantic hoop house to grow mm -hmm. food they have what 20 or 30 raised beds, raised beds. they have a giant chicken chicken, chicken coop and uh, it looks dope yeah they're selling eggs like, they got a whole new classroom now they just hired a new yeah. teacher to teach a whole new class and add class so i i say all that to say that like the impact of plant land estate can literally change a school culture mm -hmm. but also the fact that these young kids have taken to it so much that the school felt like it was a good idea to invest this much. Mm. I mean, it just shows you that from whether it's our generation who is seeking to get back to it or whether you introduce it to a new generation, we're all really attracted to, you know, I mean, it's a very human experience to, to raise and grow your own food. I mean, it connects us to generations and generations of human beings who came before us mm -hmm. in a way that like being disconnected from it is completely unique. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, I feel you, man. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of. I was just, waiting for a question. My bad. I know. I I, I lost uh, focus as my responsibility as the, <laughs> the host. Uh, uh, you know, I I just uh, you know, anyone who knows me knows I can get on the <laughs> on my soapbox every now and then. But I I I do that because I have really been blown away by what Plantlanta has evolved to, and but just seeing the impact at Oakley. I mean, it's one of the most powerful transformations I've seen in less mm. in, in less than a year. Yeah. I mean, the, the the campus has been transformed. It's it's really impressive. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, it's it's good stuff. So, uh, yeah, grateful to have been a part of it, but also to be able to share it with people. Um, you know, because this version of Plantlanta State is going to be better than last year. But you know, just from knowing Cam's full vision, which I don't know if we want to get into yet, but. You know, there's plenty of room for Plant Atlanta State to grow and for more mm-hmm. schools to get involved and for it to be a community building and unifying uh, experience. So I'm yeah, excited yeah. for the future um, as well as the present. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get back into the music. Uh, we we uh, started off this segment. We heard your hit single, Oh Carolina. It's my favorite song from the album. But I wanted to just go back because a couple of years ago, I think it was 2019, you started performing a song called Beer Like Lemonade with the Farmer's Jam Band. Mm. And I, I had no idea at the time you were you were working towards an album or that it was going to one day end up on this album. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, bud. Yeah. Uh, but I do remember shortly before you let me listen to the f- sort of, I don't know if it was the first draft, but a draft of the album. And you were like, you know, truthfully, Beer Like Lemonade might be my least favorite song on the album. And I was like, no way. This song is so good. How are you? You're just you're just like being some type of way about your own music. And I totally dismissed your comment. And not that I'm going to sit here and agree with it now because <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but once you hear the rest of the album, I was like, wow. Yeah, I was so blown away. And, um, you know... It's just such a high quality album. I love the fact that it's seven songs, but it tells a complete story. It has a start, it has a finish, it goes on a journey. Um, it takes you on an emotional, but also a physical journey of your your you know your self discovery and and rediscovering of place where you grew up mm-hmm. in um, South Carolina. So can you just? Um, I'd love to hear a little bit, and I got to hear about at your. I got to hear a bit of this at your amazing release party at Tree Sound. But just if can you share a little bit about how South Carolina impacted this album and and some of the details that are in the songs and how they reflect how you you grew up and experienced the world now? Mm, good question, James. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> really good question, James. I'm glad you asked. Um, well, Palmetto is like is South Carolina. So if you listen to it front to back, like you'll have a feeling of the essence of what being from South Carolina is like. Not just coming to visit because, you know, each part of South Carolina offers its own thing. So like it opens up, you know, opens you up to like my mind for a little second, just a little snapshot of what it was like being raised in South Carolina and what it's like aging and you know, falling back in love with it again or falling in love with it for the first time, truthfully. 
Like when you come of age, you don't really appreciate it until like, you know, you're not a child anymore. And like, you forget like those simple pleasures of like in that song, uh, Carolina, Oh Carolina. Like I mentioned like word for word, line for line, like I'm walking you through what I did, like literally how I did it, like, and how I felt doing it. Um, so, you know, each song is different, but they all bring an essence of the music that I've listened to while I was living in South Carolina, the people I was raised around. Like, there's a, I can, you can pick a line and I can tell you a story about each line. That's, that's Palmetto as a whole. Yeah, no, I, 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 I can totally feel that. I, I often think about um, Mr. James Hamilton. Hey, and what who was piece, who man. was he and what was his story? He ran the old country store down the street, but that's the whole story. I just visited right? his graveyard last time I went home. Oh wow! Yeah, because his his grave is in the same graveyard as my grandmother, and you t- oh. and I talk about my grandma Johnny all the time in there too. So like they they're in the same you know graveyard. Like so it's crazy. Like just to hear like your perspective. You never even been and like damn you like damn I can I'm interested to know like what that story is about, man. So right now, my dad, he has like a training center for his HVAC company. His training center is the old country store down the street. (laughs) Right. He calls it the dojo now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like it's a training center. Like they have a school, they have an HVAC company, and then they have a school that teaches HVAC. Um, And then this building, this old country store, has been transitioned into an HVAC tech training center. Wow. Right. So it was full circle, man. It's tight. Yeah. And um so I your your family plays a huge influence in your life. I you know, I thought it was so cool how many of your family members came to and, and played an important right part in Plant Lana State last year. Um, as well as, you know, your brother shooting the photos for the album, your parents coming through to the release party, mm-hmm. but also you wrote a song for your mom. Mm-hmm. World's greatest mama wrote a song inspired by my inspired, mom. Inspired, hey, 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 there you go. Inspired by my mom. So that's a good, uh, good catch, man. That one's called World's Greatest Mama. I released that on what was that? Mother's Day of last year. Yeah, I released that Mother's Day of last year. World's Greatest Mama, man. It was. I mean. It's a good song. Like it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. Me, right? It's, very it's a touching. beautiful song. It moves. There's some violins that come in at the end. But it's more so from the perspective of me dating a woman who reminds me of my mom. So it's almost comparing you and my mom. So at, at the end of the day, like I'm talking about two women in one song. Like both of who I love and like is a different kind of love. Yeah. Uh, you take care of me as my mom would. <laughs> right. Yeah. You made me feel secure as my mom did. You remind me of the greatest person I know. Uh, hey, let's go. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's real though. Right. Yeah. But it is it's beautiful how how often your family shows up, you know, in your work. And I think that's a, a testament to how emotional the album is. So I, I'm curious, like were there highs and lows in making the album and you know what how did it make you feel as you were going on this process of self discovery it's stressful oh. <laughs> it gets stressful like 
closer to the deadline, of course, but it's more so like anxious of how people are going to receive it. Um, I don't want to leave any stone unturned. Like I'm listening to these songs like for maybe like three months straight. Those are the only songs I listen to for three months straight all day long. Like I'm listening to it, listening to it, trying to keep like pick it apart, like replace things, bring other ears in on it, other great minds that I work with. I work closely with Christian Ahmed, like on the project. Um, Like just trying to get as much, you know, like I said, great creative minds just to lend their insight on what they hear because, like, I trust them, they trust me, um, so it's never anything negative. It's always like, yeah, I think you should do this. I'll consider it, do it. If it, if it feels good, I'll keep it. If not, I'll try another. But I didn't want to settle um, on the production because, you know, I did the production, I did the songwriting, and I recorded everything on my own. So it's like... It's a long, it's a process for just one of those responsibilities, but it's a like, it's a situation with all three at the same time. Yeah. Um. So I had is a is a necessity that I you know bring people I was close with, uh, or close to you know in on like helping me seal it all. But you know overall, like when it was all said and done, like only now can I really like look back and I was like, damn, that was a process. But why are you in it? You in it? You be like, yeah, you should enjoy. It's about the climb. It's the journey. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool and all. But when you in it, you in the trenches. Like so, but that's I guess that's the feeling that comes with like really taking what you do seriously and like really loving what you do and you want it to be portrayed, you know, as best as possible. Especially just me, me this being my first album. Um, like I dropped an EP before I've dropped singles before, but an actual studio album, like it's a, it's pressure in it. Just saying it, you know what I yeah. mean? Dropping a studio album, like it, it holds weight. Like newspaper articles were using that like as a tagline, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Right. So like, so there's pressure in it, which I didn't feel like that pressure of it. I, I just know and I was, I was, you know, conscious of it, but I didn't, it didn't really like make me feel any type of way, but it did make me approach it professionally. Like, you know, that's that's the biggest key. Like, approaching, like, how we paste and, you know, glue everything together at the end. Like, is it going to be competing with professionals or is it just going to be, you know, on another level? And I felt like I needed to invest um, not only the, the, um, the appropriate amount of time, but I needed to invest money into it. And I had to do everything strategically. Yeah. So it was cool to do it, like, with a partner who could help me see, like, the music part, the actual quality of it all through the end. Um, and then even like working with you, like seeing the post release, like this is a whole process in itself, like strategizing how we're going to release it as a whole, like which songs are we going to use to try to, you know, try to build some momentum. Like we got a whole campaign right now. Like we spoke it and it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. We said, the song is going to get played at the Gamecock games. Now, if you don't know who the Gamecocks are, they're about to take over the SEC East. Okay. <laughs> but, like, that's where I went to college. That's where I went to school. And it's like, I'm die hard. Like, I ride a die for the Gamecocks. And I just know, like, you just know, like, you went to UGA. Like, in college football culture, like, being at a game is an experience, especially, like, oh, yeah. as a freshman. Like, they teach you all the chants. They teach <laughs> yeah. you, like, when you hear this song, this is what you do. Like, oh, yeah. you're doing your hand signals. So, like, I just know, like, the kind of, like, influence that song could have. But I also know, like, 
the feeling it brings when I make it. Like you went to UGA and you was like, when you drink it, you feel like you're at a UGA game and you want to chug a beer. Yeah. Like it gives that feeling. If it gives that to you and you didn't even go to Carolina, like I can imagine like the kids or, you know, the students who are going to school and alumni are like, like I think they'll love the song as much as we do. Yeah. So, I mean, I can hear songs like Devil Went Down, played at a tailgate for Devil sure. Went down to five, but yeah, yeah, and you put it in the stadium. I mean, I think the, you know, the reason why we're trying to embark on that is because it fits and you know that it fits because it's you and you are from there and mm-hmm. you went to school there. Right, right. You know, it just, it, 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 the, the stars align. So yeah, I mean, right before we started recording, last thing we did was send out a few key emails, put together some contact lists, you know, we're going to go uh, try to fulfill this, this or manifest this vision that you, that you put out, but I think is fully deserving. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just kind of observing as, as as you were, you know, as I think about what the content is of the music that it's almost as if your process had to match, you know, the content that you were putting out. I mean, you're you're telling a, a to some degree a coming of age story in your album. You had to then go through that process mm-hmm. as well to just just to live up to your own expectations, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, <laughs> and so just to piggyback off of that, because it reminded me too, that's a similar level of intentionality you're putting into Plant Lana. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm curious about like that transition in your life too, to where, you know, maybe you feel like when you're younger, you're you're trying to experience a lot of things and just put a lot of things out. Whereas now it seems like you're a lot more refined and and focused and like if you're gonna put something out, then it it just requires exponentially more effort than ever before yeah i mean that's the mindset man that's the beautiful thing about growth you know just as a human just as a person i've never like imagined this would be the life i'm living but like this is it like you know you create what you want so i've i've taken the time and intentionally created the life that i wanted to be you know involved in and that's just like you know, just making positive impact on any platform. You know, I'm just blessed enough to, like, be able to be directed in this path in itself, which, you know, which is being an artist, um, being a creative, and, you know, with Plant Lana. Like, I'm just glad that my life only consists of that. Like, it's just giving and helping. Like, that's a cool life to be living. Um, and it's, you know don't always pay the bills but when it's up it's up you know when it's not it's not it's cool but i know that i have a circle i have a family um i'm always going to be provided for so like i wouldn't trade it for you know sitting at a desk i would which i do sit at a desk a lot though already <laughs> you know um but i wouldn't trade it for like any other kind of lifestyle like and this is a it's just, it's still a journey you know life in itself is but like it's still a climb for sure, man. This is a um, um, ah, damn. I can't forget that girl. I forgot that girl's name. Miley Cyrus type of vibe right now, but it is the climb, <laughs> you know. Like, oh, okay. that's my jam, <laughs> dude. Like... Oh, you didn't know that one? No, no I, I got a... it. I got the reference now. I just no, that's a classic, man. <sighs> Threw me for a second. No, that's a not vibe, trying. Man. Not not a wrecking ball. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. None of the Mike Will stuff. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, like I said, man, it's just a, it's just cool to be, cause you know, I, just being on this path, on this journey, like I meet people like you, 
Like, I wouldn't have ever met James if I wouldn't have decided to, like, go down the path of Plant Lana. Yeah. Right? That's something I didn't have to do. Like, that's something that I could have just kept going hard, just making music and, you know, got a side job to help pay bills. And I would have been, you know, totally cool. But, like, I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have met, like, Kiana and Chris and, you know, all these boys, all these folks that, like, I have an impact in my life like exponentially just in the last however many years, three, four years, dude. Like, like, and it's shifted like my mindset, it's shifted like how I am as a man. So, like, yeah, this is dope, man. Like, this is dope. And like, me and you, like, we met on some Plant Lana stuff, and you know, like, now we're intertwining in my music career. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, yours, your, your background in journalism, like, you know, is is that experience and that skill set is being carried over to entertainment. It's all the same, you know. So like, like we just bring so much value to each other, and like that's 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 the folks that I like to be around. Yeah, I think that what we one of the things we have in common is like we know that we have a certain set of skills, mm-hmm. but it's how we want to utilize them, right? And like, you know. Yeah, you know, we could be working for Pepsi. Right. But, like, I don't want to be selling corn right. syrup, <laughs> you know? And yeah. it just doesn't doesn't feel right to me, and I don't mm-hmm. think it would... I don't think my work would be as good. I don't yeah, think yeah, I would yeah. be as happy. And if I'm not as happy, how does that affect my relationship? How does that right. affect, like, my drive to to go work out? I mean, you know, it's it's just all kinds of different things that, like, when you gain that level of alignment... Um, you know, you can do more. It might take longer. In fact, it definitely takes longer. But, definitely. but you know, yeah, it's that feeling of of being happy and um, and being able to to share things with people. I think that that's so so important. I think sharing in general is like a, a fundamental human community building, you know, trait factor that that you need. And whether that's resources or skills or tangible goods like like food, when you're working in the farming agriculture space it's in abundance Mm -hmm. it's in abundance and that's my that's my favorite thing thing about it so um i really appreciate you and everything you're doing um you know i'm grateful to call you a friend uh i'm also grateful that you're producing this podcast because it sounds so great you're the reason i enjoy listening to it of course special shout out to to nomad uh for making the music as well but um yeah, thanks for coming on today. And of course, best of luck with uh, continued success with Palmetto and with the uh, upcoming Plantlanta State University. Anything else you wanted to share with the people before we, we go? Uh, just if you're listening, you got Instagram, like come find us on IG, uh, Plantlanta is I am Plantlanta, P L A N T L A N T A. Oh, sorry. That's Facebook. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> official plant land on get, Instagram. Don't get your meta platforms confused. Yeah, now. I got my metaverse all crazy <laughs> right now. Official plant Lanta on IG. Official P L A N T L A N T A. Facebook. I am plant Lanta. I will get that together. <laughs> I want to have, they need to be all on the same page, but you know, somebody's hogging all the good uh, usernames. (laughs) 
we're in we're on the contract right now. Um, but yeah, man, I just want to stay connected to y'all on that way. Uh, you can follow my personal if you feel um, so inclined. That's at camchristian.mp3 um, on IG. Facebook, I don't be remembering what the backslash be truthfully. Yeah, I mean, I, if you search Cam Christian, uh, an artist page will pop up. Yeah, yeah. If you search uh, Plant Lana or official Plant Lana, then, uh, you know, the, the company page will, will probably uh, show up. Yeah, you can definitely stay connected. Of course, if you follow Farmer's Jam, we'll be tagging Cam in, in posts. And uh, a shout out to Plant Lana as well. <clears throat> So we appreciate everything you're doing for Farmer's Jam Radio. Of course, everything you're doing with Plant Lana and, uh, and Farmer's Jam Band. Uh, excited about the future collaborations coming up. Wanted to leave you with one last song. Uh, we mentioned Beer Like Lemonade earlier. It's a Farmer's Jam classic. If you've been to our shows, you've probably heard it live. But here is the studio version. Catch us on the other side. You're tuned in to Farmer's Jam Radio. Drinking beer like lemonade uh, My doctor's my bartender And she prescribes exactly what I need Yeah, yeah, yeah Shot a jack and I'll be on my way yeah. Drinking beer like lemonade uh, My doctor's my bartender And she prescribes exactly what I need All right, hope you all enjoyed that snippet from Beer Like Lemonade. Been one of my favorite songs of Cam's for the last couple of years. Always gets me in the mood for happy hour, realizing in this moment, perhaps we should have released it on Friday. But you can enjoy the full Palmetto album on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, just about anywhere you get your music. We really appreciate you listening. Of course, a huge, huge shout out to Cam himself for not only all the work he's doing in music and in urban ag, but again, producing Farmer's Jam Radio. The reason why y'all love it so much, the reason why it sounds so good is because of all the extra energy Cam puts in, and we greatly, greatly appreciate you for that. Farmer's Jam Radio was created by Longleaf Media. It is hosted and produced by myself and Cam Christian with music by Nomad. Get plugged into the whole world of Farmer's Jam at www.thefarmersjam.com. You can sign up for our email list, which sends out ag news every single week to keep you in the loop. You'll find out when we're dropping new flavors of jam. You'll also find out when we're having events so you can hear the Farmer's Jam band live and direct. The one and only farmer's jam band i should say today's guest as i've mentioned once or twice or three or four times has been cam christian thank you so much for your time thank you for tuning in and supporting farmer's jam we'll catch you soon stay tuned to farmer's jam radio peace